There's no time like the present to supersize and grow your business. Sharon Hornell from here. And our idiom today is there's no time like the present. Now, I can't tell you how much time I've never actually calculated. But if I think back on my life, there were periods of time in my life, mostly when we're younger, or either thinking about the past, dwelling on the past, talking about the past, or we're worrying about the future. We're thinking about and worrying about and wondering what we're going to do next. And we don't spend as much time in the present moment as we should have, could have, and wish we would have. Uh, I remember whole years I felt like I was running through my life like a chicken with my head cut off. Like most of my 20s and 30s and probably even my 40s, I spent working, working, working for the future, what I was going to create in the future. And then once in a while I'd, I'd dwell on a situation from the past and it would affect me in the present. But I realized through much study and much learning and much knocking my head against the, the wall that the only time that we can affect anything, the only time we can change anything is the present moment. And of course, people that are much wiser than me and came centuries before me already knew this, but since I wasn't reading about it and learning about it and studying it, I didn't know it. And I had to learn the lesson the hard way. That's one of the things I love about Proverbs is they teach us everyday lessons, everyday ways of looking at the world. And if we're not looking, we don't see them. In 1562, John Trussler is actually credited with this particular idiom, although I'm sure it's been around and was around for centuries before he actually put it in. And it was in the 1790 version of Proverbs Exemplified or something like that. Um, and once an idiom's been published, once a saying's published, whether it's by Shakespeare or in the Bible or wherever, it, its popularity and its use tends to spread and grow significantly. So present moment is the only time we can do anything. Well, what does that mean? That means that if we want to grow and build our business, we need to be acting and making decisions right now to create what it is that we want. But we're not positive or we're never 100% certain that what we're doing now is going to give us the exact result or move us toward what we want. We can pretty much tell by, by doing different things. We do things. We, we decide we're going to do something. We take action toward it. We see the result. And if it moves us toward what we want, yay, we do more of that. If it moves us away from it, hey, we learn from that. We don't do that. We tweak and test and continue moving and growing and trying things until we create the business and the life that we want. So I was looking up it's, it's this present moment living it. You know, there's, there's whole books written on it. You know, the power of now is one of my favorites. And I think it was probably probably wasn't until I read that particular book that, thank you, Eckhart Tolle, however you pronounce his name, if I hadn't read that book, I might still be spending a lot of my time reliving or thinking about or, or commiserating over my past and not forgiving things or working, working, working toward my future. So what are some ways that we can stay in the present moment? What are some tips to stay in the present moment? I looked some up because I thought it would be interesting. And some of them were actually really insightful and fun you know some of them are obvious like you know remove unneeded unnecessary possessions i did that from last week all through the yet last night i gave myself to the end of the weekend to go through boxes and things i had stored in the basement that i moved with me over a year ago now i moved over i think it was oh my gosh it was yeah it was over a year ago uh, last january i had already moved i think late fall i can't remember exactly it was like a long move but I had, of course, boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that I brought with me that a year had gone by and I had not 
looked in them or taken anything out of them or gone to them except for maybe on a handful of occasions and I knew I needed to get rid of some of that stuff. Now, the truth is I still have a storage unit full of boxes and things just like that that I need to go through in the spring. But it's winter here in Wisconsin so I bought myself some months of time to not have to worry about it and I can do it in little batches. But we want to get rid of and remove unnecessary possessions. We want to smile, right? When was the last time you just smiled at a stranger for the fun of it to make their day brighter? Because guess what? When you smile, it makes your day and someone else's day brighter. Guess what? You can only smile in the present moment. You can remember times that you smiled in the past. You can plan to smile in the future, but you can only smile right this instant. Uh, fully appreciate the moments of today, the, the things that are happening to you right now. Be present in those moments. Uh, forgive past hurts, let them go, because guess what? Forgiveness is for us. Uh, love your job or your business. Do you love the job and the bit you do every day, the things you do every day, and the business that you're creating? If not, guess what? Change it. You have the power to change it. That's why it's your business. It's your job. It's your choice. It's your decision. But you can only make those decisions and take action in the present moment. Uh, don't dwell on the past or on past accomplishments. I thought this was a good one. Don't dwell on past accomplishments was exactly how it was worded. Now, a lot of us, more of us, I think that don't, I think fewer of us dwell on past accomplishments as we dwell on past mistakes, past failures, past disappointments, past hurts, past fears. I think, at least in my life and the people I know, we tend to dwell more on the things that didn't work out. And now all we have to do is take the lesson from that and move on so that we don't make that same mistake again. Uh, stop worrying. Worrying. I gave up worrying. Thank you to my son for this one. I finally, and I, you know, we all have a little bit of worry, but the vast majority of my time spent worrying or doubting or fearing something disappeared in 2013. I think it was 2013 when my son took a trip to Nepal. He was just, just turned uh, 21 and he wanted to go on this big adventure to Mount Everest. And I knew he was going to be thousands and thousands of miles away, so we bought travel insurance, thankfully, because he ended up needing it. Uh, he had to get airlifted off of Mount Everest because he got high mountain altitude sickness. But I learned from that trip early, like the first two days of that trip, he got, uh, it was the golden, I think they call it the golden something or golden weeks or golden something in Asia. And during that two weeks, it's like spring break here in the United States for kids although it's spread out over more than, than two weeks, they have a two week period where everything is booked solid because of the golden well, golden vacation, golden time or whatever it is. And so he ended up being stuck in Japan. Well, luckily my nephew and his wife and their new baby were stationed in Okinawa. So he actually got to go stay with them for three or four days and, and meet his brand new cousin. But I learned during that trip that I could not worry. I couldn't worry about him. There was nothing I could do 8,000 miles or whatever it is away. So I knew I had to just let him be an adult and trust that he would figure it out. And that actually broke the worry button in my life and, and taught me that there was no point in worrying. Yeah, it takes big things sometimes to help us learn those lessons. Uh, think beyond old, being old. I'm not quite sure what they meant by that one, but think beyond Oh, I'm too old, or I'm I'm older. I'll do this when I'm old, or something. Uh, and then conquer addictions was the tenth one, which I thought was an, an interesting one to call out too, because 
it can be addictions to anything, any habit or ritual that we're addicted to. Even if we think it's good for us, we can take a good thing too far. Maybe you're addicted to working out and exercise. I wish I had a little more of that. But if you are, maybe you spend like five hours in the gym and it's taking away from relationships and your profession or other areas and aspects of your life that could use a little bit of your attention. So what do we want to do to, to create more present moment living in our life? How about if we celebrate the joys? Identify the moments in our life that are really important so we're not on our deathbed wishing we'd done something or said something differently. Uh, practice mindfulness, which I'm doing a, a year-long 365-day challenge to be more centered, which part of being more centered is being more mindful and living in the present moment. Uh, listen without the intention to respond. I love this one because I so need to work on this. All of us, we tend not all of us, but a lot of people, like me included, tend to be listening, but while we're listening, we're not fully listening and being in the present moment. We're listening for what we need to say next, what we need to respond, how we need to, in, you know, especially as coaches and consultants, I think we're looking for all the things we need to help with and comment on, and that means we're not necessarily listening and being present with our whole being. So I love that one. Uh, it's okay to not know the answers. I don't remember when I first realized this, but it was early on in my career, my corporate career. I had to be okay with saying, hey, I don't know the answer to your question right now, but I'll be glad to go find out. And I realized that saying that didn't kill me, but not only did it not kill me, it didn't uh, lower the respect that other people had for me. It didn't change their view of me because I didn't know the answer for a question right now. And for some reason, up to that point, it was actually my first corporate job, I think. Up to that point, I always felt like I had to know everything. I had to do everything myself. I had to have all the answers. So that was a real eye-opening experience. Listen to your body is, was another good one. Uh, find balance between flow and plans. Now this is another one that was I thought pretty insightful and eye-opening. A lot of us are big planners. We plan and plan and plan to details uh, that other people can't even imagine. And we forget that Part of what happens in order to create our businesses and create success has more to do with flow and letting things happen as they're meant to happen versus having to plan out and control everything. I guess it's the difference between flow and control if I think about it. Uh, savor your rituals, savor your habits. The good habits that we have, the not addictions, but the good habits, we wanna appreciate and savor those. Think about eating, I think about eating. How often do we just robotically eat or grab a protein bar because we need a snack to keep us going, but we don't really savor it. We don't even taste it. We've inhaled a whole three-course meal or a whole plate full of food, and we're like, I didn't I didn't taste a thing. I don't even know what I ate for lunch or for, for breakfast yesterday. So savor your rituals, including, you know, things like eating. Uh, find balance. Okay, I did uh, reflect on your day. Have gratitude. If you don't practice gratitude, you're going to be miserable. I, I say that with 100% certainty. Those people that are miserable that you run across, I would be willing to bet that they, number one, don't live in the present moment. Number two, don't appreciate what they do have, and they definitely don't practice gratitude. Uh, get away from your digital devices. No time has this been more true than in the United States right now, and probably all of last year, you probably could have turned off all the digital devices, although we were trapped in our homes. Uh, but disconnect from electronic 
artificial stimuli and connect with what's really important to you. Like other human beings, even if we are, and, and okay, that. but if you can only connect with other human beings during COVID through your digital devices, then do Zoom calls, do, what is it, FaceTime on the Apple products. But uh, don't, don't just be scrolling through and living vicariously through other people's lives because you're not seeing their real lives. You're just seeing a version of their lives that they want you to see. And that, that's not a very fun way to live. And it, we never want to be comparing ourselves to others in our personal lives or in building our businesses and our success. So that's just some of the things I learned about. There's no time like the present. Love to know how this idiom, how this expression has impacted you and growing your business. Share in the comments below or message me. And I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how might you use it to supersize and grow the business you want right now? Take care. Bye. Be with you tomorrow.